0: Chick, chick. Chick, chick, chick. All right, what's today? The third? Today's the third. Yep, right, right. sweet. Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is August 3rd. It's a Thursday. We are here at Metal Thursday. Ralph's Rock Diner. Metal Thursday number 348. Holy fuck, we're getting up there. It's going to be 350 soon. I can't believe it. Join tonight. Today, tonight, it's one of those, a tonight, <laughs> tonight, <Today. laughs> fucking one of my favorite people in the scene, one of the, the few motherfuckers that has actually seen me literally grow up in the fucking, uh, in the metal world, Mr. Matthew Odette. Hell cheers. yeah.
1: What's going on, man? Fucking thanks for having me,
0: brother. Dude, cheers. Fucking, I'm stoked to see you. You're here tonight. You're playing in a band called Cynicism. It's, uh, your fourth show, I believe.
1: Fourth show, yeah. No show. Uh, fourth show is a band, and for me, fourth show ever. <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a it's been a trip, man. We've had had a lot of fun, and uh, that that's what it's all about for us is just having some fun.
0: All right, so if anybody from New England area probably might recognize your voice. You were the voice of the longest running college metal show, or probably just re- like metal show in, in like the U.S. It was Nasty Habits. It ran from fucking '83. You weren't there in '83, but. It, you ran all the way into fucking 2003,
1: three four. No, it went to, uh, really? I want to say it, it went out in like 2006. Really? It was, was where it tapped out, yeah. Okay there was a lot of padding back then my friend oh my god we we had mosh pits out in the street the guys from (laughs) Goratory Adam and Alan those guys you know coming out on a Sunday night in the middle of downtown Boston and just ripping it up in the street they used to play the music if you remember outside so on the sidewalk so we'd be people would be walking by you know downtown Boston and have no idea they'd be going out to some fancy dinner all dressed up in a fucking suit and they'd be walking by and they'd be hearing you know Sephalic Carnage ripping what the fuck is this yeah so like, to put that in context,
0: it was actually at Emerson, Emerson College, Emerson, yep.
1: 88.9,
0: which is I think it's like the oldest tech, it was like the first college radio station maybe in America or something like that.
1: I used to know the facts. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm slipping in my old age, uh, but I, I think it was, it was at least, it's one of the, it was the most powerful college radio station in America in terms of signal strength and... Um, in, in terms of you know listenership and that sort of thing, it was it was pretty much a professional-run station, although the students ran it from top to bottom. Right, right. I mean the signal. Reach- it's still around. I mean it just oh, yeah. the metal shows out there anymore. But no, no. That's I unfortunate. mean unfortunate.
0: Well, there was a lot of uh, there was the uh, I think rock is still there. It's at the reggae. Yeah, show. Yeah, the
1: reggae show. They you know they got it, like everything. It got you know got a little commercial and uh, they brought in. Some muckety-mucks who thought that they could, you know, make a little coin for the college and the station. They, they started to strip down the format and make it more, you know, marketable and, and that sort of thing. And it just took all the character out of it. Okay. It was like Boston Unseen that was on before that. There was some really awesome underground music, everything, world music. I mean, it was awesome at the time. Yeah, Boston Unseen was what I was originally listening to because it was like around
0: 95, 96 when I started really fucking get in the radio. And that, but that was late night radio for me. I mean, it was like fucking 9 or 10 o'clock or some shit. Like, yeah. BCN wasn't really... Like, BCN used to play Howard Stern back then. And then I'd hear, like, the the Real Rock 20 Yep. every Sunday night. And this is the, a cassette. It's the tail end of cassettes. So I spent hours in front of the radio dubbing shit, making my own mixtapes off the radio. And Nasty Habits was the first time I ever fucking heard metal really like extreme metal on the radio it's pre-napster you know it was it was beyond any movie soundtrack or
1: anything yeah. like that because fucking you guys are really on the pulse of shit it was awesome because you know the, the one thing that I, I you step back and appreciate a little bit is everything in life is about timing and I just hit it at the right time. I, I grew up listening to that station, too, and I, I was first getting into metal, and I, I just stumbled upon it at one point. I was flipping through the dial, and I was like, holy shit, there was something, some awesome, I don't even know what, what was playing, but I, you know, some underground stuff, and I was still getting exposed to underground music. I didn't even know what a lot of the bands were. So I would, similar to you, I'd pop in a cassette in my boom box, and you know, 11 to 2 a.m., I'd hit record, I'd flip the thing over, I'd hit record. Half the time, I'd fall asleep, I'd wake up the next morning, and I'd be listening back and listening to what the bands were and trying to find the CD. You had to go to the CD store or the tape store and actually try and find them. It was, you know, it was pretty much pre or the infancy of the internet at that point. Absolutely. I mean, that was a whole ritual. It was fucking, you guys had a fucking three-hour show from 11 to 2 or was it 10 to 2? It to was one? 11 to 2. So it started, it actually, if, I don't know if you remember, but when I first got there, it went off the uh, went off the air for one Set up, it was like four months or so it went off the air. It did, yeah. And, and that was right as I had gone to school there and I had listened to it. That was my main driving factor to go there and uh, I wanted to do that show and I remember walking in, the guy Noah was... Um, Yes. Was running the show at the time. Yes, that's, great, dude. That was the first DJ I heard on there. And he brought me in, and you know, at the end, tail end of the summer, and he said, You know, the show's going off the air because there's nobody here to pick it up. He, he was graduating at that point, and there was nobody there that had an interest in metal that would pick it up. And I, I sat with him in the studio that night, and he was like, Holy shit, dude, you're all about this. You got to get this thing back. So it took me a semester. They brought it back, and uh, they only brought it back for a two hour slot at first. It was always 11 to 2. Then they gave us a midnight to 2. And then, uh, you know, we were doing such a good job and people were loving it that they expanded it back to the 11 to 2. And by the time we left, it was actually Saturday and Sunday night 11 to 2. So we had two nights going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With the Saturday night was awesome because, you know, that's a, people are out drinking and partying. People could actually stay up and listen to that. And Young yes. kids didn't have to go to school the next day and yes. shit. So it was, it, was, it was an awesome feat. And then, fortunately, it just, you know, it fell apart. Oh, dude. I mean, fuck, it was a ritual for me to tape that
0: show from start to finish fucking go back cut up whatever the fuck i liked out of it the midnight mass is crucial fucking it was all local bands it was yep. like a half hour of fucking local bands and shit but then live music week was fucking killer too i mean like you guys i remember hearing bands like and in there yep. year of our lord yep fucking later on fucking like I, uh, we were just reminiscing prior to starting. it was like uh
1: misery index so carnage origin 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 on their first album it was the relapse contamination tour with them and fall carnage playing the middle east downstairs i think mortician was playing that too and both those bands rolled over actually a fun the funny story about that is so they, they roll up and we we actually pre-recorded the live set so it was a straight live set but we, we pre-recorded because they had to the show that night so they came in the that afternoon before the show both of them set up and so it's carnage we do soundtrack they're ready to go and uh and they say, you know, hold on a second. We got we to gotta go out to the van. The van is parked on Tremont Street. Next thing you know, they're blazing up the van. And you just see smoke billowing out of this van on oh. Tremont Street in the middle of a, you know, middle of a Thursday busy workday afternoon. It was unbelievable. Oh, I believe it. I mean, I, <laughs>
0: I fucking definitely blazed out with some frolic before. But those that, that was like uh, exploiting dysfunction, I think. Yeah, exploiting
1: dysfunction, and it was the origin. Origin. It was the original singer, their first singer, James Lee. Yep. Fuck. Which was which was killer. But we, had, you know, even the local scene. I mean, having uh, Eternal Suffering play, which was awesome. Uh, you know, Shadows Fall, I and mean, even bands I don't even, you know, I'm not that into or follow anymore. But before anyone knew who they are, and now they're superstars. You know, we had Kill Switch Engage as yep. a band play on their first album. Yep. You know, now there's some, you know almost pop, you know, successful band, you know, oh, Grammy nominated, but that was the local scene at that point. They were, they were opening up shows. Shadows Fall was opening up shows for Nile at Bill's Bar, you know, on, on Metal Mondays. That's crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, on earth, those would be the opening bands for, mm-hmm. for when Nile or Immolation would, would roll through town, you know, and it, those Immolations, and you, were you at that show, that, that Monday night Immolation I show?
0: Never, I never made it to Bill's Bar. It was I close never made to a it world that.
1: below tour. Those dudes played. They, they played for close to two, maybe two and a half hours. No they just kept going because it was just such a sick show. And they they finished a the set, and the crowd was just that rabid that they said, "Fuck it, we're gonna play until the club shuts down."
0: No shit. <laughs> Damn, fucking. There's been. I, I hear about a handful of shows over there. There was like, a, I think there was like a, a a wino show. Everybody talked about. I can't remember Bill's bar. I never went there. I never saw any real shows in Boston.
1: Well, it was tough because they, were, they weren't uh they weren't all ages shows back then for the exactly. most part yeah. they were all 18 plus you know yeah. the old axis and yeah uh, all those clubs were you know that that's why you didn't even uh, middle east all those all those places were 18 plus that's why so many shows didn't really come through boston mm-hmm. there wasn't the, there weren't the clubs there at that time but now you got bright musical you, you know you got um you know, O'Brien's, yeah. you got a lot of great places where there's some great shows. Yeah, Middle East has been pretty, like, reliable. Middle East, yeah. Once,
0: obviously, once is pretty much, you know, I think the spot, to, the place to be for just about anybody nowadays. Oh, know?
1: yeah, once once is a great
0: venue, absolutely. So, growing, you grew up down in, like, the South Shore, right? Yeah, I grew up in Norton. So, was there any local bands down there that were metal? Like, did you, any recollections of, like, local fucking South Shore shows back you then? No,
1: yeah. Y- not re- not really from Norton, but there were definitely some awesome South Shore shows. Uh, there was this there was this place I think it was called Cafe Mio if I remember correctly in Taunton, which was probably three four miles from where I lived, and it was like a little cafe kind of place. But they do afternoon matinee shows there, and I remember seeing uh, the Year of Our Lord and uh, the Red Chord opened up for them uh, playing a show there, the afternoon show. I think Eternal Suffering played that show as well. There was so those were kind of the bands around there. There was a few vocal bands but not really I mean there was you know around that time too there was a lot of new metal stuff going on so people were you know doing the spiked hair yellow you know baggy baggy jankos yeah. jumping around <laughs> and, you know trying to trying to be going copycats or something so there wasn't a lot of extreme music in, in that area at yeah. the time yeah I could reckon that but there was Jared's place in Attleboro I don't know if you remember that oh fuck yeah that fucking place Jesus that place was they, they had a couple good shows enslaved uh Macabre, was, Diabolic played there.
0: There was an infamous anal blast show I actually missed down there. Fucking, um, Christ, this pitches are on Return the Pit of it. Fucking Dawn Decker was getting, like, little kids fucking shit-faced on vodka. Oh, shit. Fucking- <laughs> that was one of those venues, though, like, nobody liked it, like, going there, it seems.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it was a, a shithole.
0: Nobody liked playing there either. Fucking and like- the
1: sound, you know, the sound wasn't great for the most part, you know, that yep. It was, it was kind of a hard to get to. And you'd get, the, the thing with, with that scene down there is you'd also, it was far enough away where a lot of people didn't just show up and seek that place out, but you got the townie crowd in there right. who were just coming out for, you know, for a handful of Budweiser's and they were going to see whoever was playing and, yeah. and, you know, they'd be sitting in the background with these looks of horror on their face, you know, and then they'd <laughs> get hammered and they'd, they'd try and dance around the mosh pit, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, though. I don't know. Like, the scene's changed so much.
0: I mean, back then, you guys used to list local shows and stuff like that, like, over the radio. Like, I, in the early fucking nasty habits. Yeah, like, the when concert Noah's report. Yeah. yeah. That was clutch. It's, it's like a pre-social media world. I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird sign of fucking age. I don't feel old at fucking 34, but it's like not to be the perpetual fucking negative fucking old guy, but it's just like kids don't fucking get it, man.
1: Like- there was, you know, and, and there was, you know, and I, I feel bad for, for kids these days in, in many ways because you think about metal history. So, you know, us growing up 80s, 90s, you know, that was kind of as extreme metal was really starting to take off, right? right. So. We, there was only so many bands out there at that time so you kind of listen to learn those bands along the way and what I you know I feel bad for the kids nowadays because if, if you're a kid that just gets into heavy music now where we might have had five six ten years to look back on and rediscover music yeah they have 30 40 years that they need to not only all the new stuff that continually comes out and hits the market yeah. that floods with just so much music coming out every single year how are they ever going to have the time to go back and listen back through each one of those years and each one of those releases and some amazing stuff that came out along the way is going to just get lost in the shuffle?
0: Well, I totally agree. And it's kind of like a weird problem to have. It's been a kind of a, certainly a reoccurring theme on this podcast. Even at King Fowler, we were talking about it how those bands that were like the 10 years prior to us coming up that we were like trying to figure out and pursue. Those bands are now, like, the absolute fucking standard for, like, tons of fucking kids. And it's kind of weird, because, yeah. you know, a bunch of these bands are just bands that I fucking finally got into, like, fucking five years ago and
1: some shit, and now it's, like, just common knowledge and all sure. that. Like I don't yeah, know. It's, 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 a, it's a different scene, and, you know, there was something magical. I mean, you'll remember this, and, it, you know, that, but... When you, when you would order, you'd go to like BMG Music or something and you'd just, you'd go on that thing and it'd be, you'd buy, you know, buy six CDs, get 15 free or something. Right. So you'd, you'd go on there and you'd just, I wouldn't even know what half the stuff was. I'd be picking out shit that I would just say, oh, that looks cool. Oh, Dismember, I haven't heard, oh, Napalm Death, and you'd just be checking off these names that you thought were sick, no idea what the music was. You'd be waiting for the package to show up in the mail and you'd pop that stuff on and you, you know, the cassettes, you'd pop them on and you'd cassette CDs and you'd listen through the whole thing start to finish and you know and and that's why you think you look back and there's albums in history that, that get poorly rated right so someone might say oh that album sucked that was the worst album but this is coming from some kid who went back and had exposure to all 10 of those releases, yeah. and as an expert because of the internet, exactly. that internet tells them that that album is junk, but when when that's the only album, that's the only deicide album you heard, or the only Malevolent Creation album you heard, and it came in the mail, yeah. and you pop that thing in, there's a special place in, in, in history for that, and you would get shit, I mean, you would definitely put on shit and say, oh, this album sucked, but for the most part, that was your exposure to it, you didn't have access to every album that those bands put oh, out. Yeah. Like, one of the first albums I ever got for, like, extreme
0: metal was fucking Napalm Death Diatribes.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, like, a perfect one example. One of their best.
0: It's a nasty fucking album, I think. But, like, so many of the other fucking, the, like, that core base that, you know, like, really likes Lee Dorian, you know? <laughs> they fucking spit on that shit. You oh, know? yeah, it's absolutely. Like, you know, what are you going to do? It's, like, fucking, I didn't have many options. And you just, there's a certain discipline to fucking, and not so much the enjoyment,
1: but just fucking experiencing it that's fucking the experience I mean you, you open up that album and you see the artwork firsthand. you pull out the booklet you know you read through the liner notes and half the time that's how I found out about bands was I went through the liner notes and the thank yous and I found bands that they were thanking and then I'd go out and try and find those bands at the record store you know you'd walk in and you'd flip through and you'd have a little notepad with the bands that someone wrote a thank you on the back of an album that you yeah. love absolutely I mean that's it, that rings true almost to the like uh,
0: like I was talking about like I'm an unabashedly proud fucking Metallica fan it's like the band that got me into fucking all their shit to begin with and say what you will about Laz old interviews where he'd talk about the new wave of British heavy metal and he'd like name drop Diamond Head and Angel Witch and all of that those are bands that I fucking heard you know it's like that name stuck with me for like 10 years but I could never fucking find it anywhere yep, yep. like so it's just like one of those things, like to that point about fucking shit becoming like, like the most cult stuff to me is now completely fucking standardized to fucking so many people Oh, yeah. Shit. You
1: look at the old Celtic Frost albums and stuff like that. And, you know, like anyone can anyone can have access to the most obscure demos now, yeah. which is awesome in its own right. I mean, and I, I think that's a it is a good thing because you though that music is, is special and people put their heart, soul, blood into that that stuff. So it, it's awesome to see that. That st- those albums are still alive and younger generations are getting into them. So that part you gotta appreciate, but you do miss that that excitement and that discovery when you you know you just put put yourself out there, buy something, you know, and and you buy those albums. They were like fifteen bucks, you know, and oh, that yeah. was that was that's a lot of money when you're especially you know going out by on on a flyer on an album that you don't know. Yeah who the band is you know, there's no way to go look them up you couldn't go out and google the band and, and find out who they were or where, or even where the hell they were from you, you, maybe you find it in a zine or something like that or you hear it through word of mouth but yeah
0: yeah did, Man, you, a, did you tape trade like prior to that like with anybody in the mail or anything no uh-
1: you know I, I never did the tape trade thing I, I did sort of Trade albums with friends, like cassettes. We would buy, right. you know. But I, I never actually did the, the send away mail. That was a little bit before my time. Before I got into it. Yeah, um, me too.
0: Me too.
1: I, you know, I, I hear those stories and they're remarkable. See seeing people, you know, Trey sending out some Morbid Angel demo to somebody in you know, Sweden, and and they're listening to it for the first time. It's it, that's such a cool period of time. And people that I had to experience that are probably looking back saying, "Oh man, CDs, you know, that was radio. That was." that was before we even had that stuff yeah
0: but it's interesting too because the culture itself is built off the premise and, and idea of trading and sharing and it's like to have it fucking fast forward 30 years later and yeah the globalization of fucking networking and all that shit you know
1: well that's why you know and, and people talk badly about you know some people about downloading music and people getting free music online and I have a stance on that where I think it's similar to the taste tape trading days you know it's not all bad and and it's awesome with bandcamp now where people can go out on bandcamp and download something for free if a band puts it out there for free just to get exposure or or send files so there's there's some benefit to having that music out there to discover bands because there is just so much music out there that you want to hear but then at the same time, if you're gonna listen to something, get it for free and like it, and if you're gonna listen to it more than one time and you find yourself enjoying that, then you, you gotta go back and buy it, and support the band. You gotta go to buy the album. You gotta go to the show. You gotta you know support the shows. You gotta buy the merch and just be a you know a, a support because no one, no one's making a living on this unplanned extreme music. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm a, I'm a big proponent of
0: fucking Bandcamp though. I mean it's given there's bands now with fucking five song demos that you know. They do 100 copies in their hometown, and they do it, and they, they sell out of them. But that's still there for me. I can still obtain it somehow. It's easier to obtain. Plus,
1: the, the band's getting the fucking money. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And people are, you know, they, they've had those studies. and I think people are more inclined. When they say, you know, a minimum of this amount or, you know, free or however much you want to pay. A lot of people are paying for those albums because they want to support you. You feel like an ass if you go in there and you just take the thing for free. And it's an awesome album, and you're listening to it all the time. You want to, you know, whatever. Two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you can support. Yeah. But that definitely helps those guys, you know, be able to record new stuff. And so, well, I love the fact.
0: I mean, it's like even like they fucking shut you down after like five plays. They're like, hey. Uh... Why don't you support this? Like, like, <laughs> like yeah, it gets exactly. me. I'm like, all oh, right. nah, no, you're right. I played it fucking... I really do like it. I came back for more, you know? Sure,
1: absolutely. Absolutely, man.
0: But then again, like, his streaming devices like Spotify are fucking pretty interesting. I mean, I'm just a genuine music fan, so I like Spotify a lot just because, like, I can listen to fucking anything at my fingertips pretty much. Yeah, Like, I got sure. this, this one song from the 70s with a whirlitzer fucking organ that I can't fucking remember for the life of me like what it is so i've been like looking at like 40 songs a day being like is this, this is the riff you know it's like a brilliant way to fucking explore like like a, a catalog real fast like that
1: oh absolutely it's a great way to explore it's also a great way to rediscover some of those those nostalgia albums that you might not listen to or you know pay attention to a lot but every once in a while you want to go back and just listen to that album and you, you know you might not have it or discovering new stuff I mean, you can find it's pretty hard to, to, you know, these days it, to to not find music of a particular band unless they just don't have it out there, or don't have it released. What do you into this year in 2017?
0: What's uh, some of your favorite stuff? You've oh heard?
1: man, there's some great albums. Um, I'm loving the the, the Necrod album. Um, Necrot. Necrot. Is yeah. that I? You... I don't know Necrod. You know what? <laughs> so all right, I'll, I'll get into this in a second. But actually, I was just talking with Sean, who uh, you know plays bass in Citizens was was uh, we were just talking about this and. It's funny how bands like the pronounce the pronouncing bands and I know that from being on Nasty Habits I mean if I listen back I cringe sometimes at some of those old tapes of, of my pronunciation of some of these bands and you just you have no idea how to say it how many people have you heard say you know cephalic carnage yeah. or catholic carnage or you know <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different ways to pronounce a band and it's funny when you hear somebody say it and you're like oh I never even thought of it that way you know yeah 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 I'll put the enunciation on on uh, on, the, on a different part of the band like uh, Visceral disgorge. Instead yeah. of visceral disgorge, you know, you can say it so many different ways. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's way. I mean, it's like funny. If we go to different countries and shit to play, especially now in South America. Like fucking, the natural mispronunciations. Fucking, it was like a real fucking hoot sometimes, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: It's the fucking Necrot album. I haven't even heard that yet. Fucking. Oh yeah, it's sick. It's it's so good. It's just filthy, just dirty old death metal. And I I've been getting. I, you know, it's funny. The older I get, the the more extreme my taste sort of get you know i i i i'm looking for stuff that's like imperfect and just filthy and dirty and loud and you know even more of the grind stuff that i absolutely just am digging like some of the underground grind stuff there was a there's a great local band uh just put out a, a good album called uh, the, the band's called grind of the dead and they put out a sick album they're, they're from around here Really? Awesome band, yeah, called Grind of the Dead. And then there's another band from, I think they're from Worcester, called Eaton.
0: Yeah, they share a
1: space with them. Yeah, <laughs> those guys. That 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 record's fantastic, man. There's just so much good music out there. Really, I'll pass that on to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I, I love it. I, I bought it. You know, it was one of those ones. I went on Bandcamp, bought the uh, bought the album. It's fantastic. I still. But uh, there's a bunch of them. I mean, I I always keep a list going. I, I do my end of the year list every year, so I yeah. I just keep a list going of all the, the the albums that I get and which ones that uh that I enjoy. Cause it's always fun too to look back and go two years ago. Hey, what did I what did I dig two years ago? You know, and am I still listening to those records? The ones that I thought was the new artificial brain. That's one. That's, that's a sick, killer. Too. I love that dude. That's a killer record. That's probably. Not to like put it in a weird
0: classification, but that's like my favorite album to listen to on headphones this year.
1: Oh yeah. It, it's yeah. fucking
0: intense on headphones. Fucking like there's just something about it, just the way they fucking that production. The layers
1: and all the weird oh, sounds. Man, so
0: cool. So you ever cool. notice
1: that that some there's some bands that that play well listening to in the car with the windows down, cranked up, and then there's some bands that are just headphone bands. Like yeah. you need to just put those on, sit down and just like embrace the freaking headphones you know the, the the nuances of the music that you wouldn't get on just some speaker and that, that that's that's awesome because you know you can't listen to that stuff all the time so i love it, there's just so much variety you know you yeah. put on the headphone bands you put on the cranking loud drinking beer raging it up bands oh yeah the new yeah. emulation record you hear that thing that thing's a killer record i ain't heard that yet so good i haven't gotten out by then fuck it's been a while it's been a minute
0: dude fucking uh I'm still stuck on like the old fucking like Alex Hernandez stuff or whatever his name, the, the old drummer. The fucking, yeah. The Craig yeah.
1: Pellett, like Craig Pillard. I had this weird summer tradition. It's been something I've been doing for shit. I don't know, like ten years now. Where uh, it's and it's random. I don't pick the night. It just happens upon me. And uh, you know the weather will be great, and I'll grab a cigar and a bottle of scotch. Get my headphones. I'll sit outside in the, under the the starlight, and I'll listen to Immolation from the first record all the way through to the most recent record which gets harder because yeah. every every time they put out an album now you're out there for hours and hours more and it's to the point now where I, I can't really do it in one sitting but right. you just listen through the, the progression of that band and yes. it's just it's this weird darkly cathartic like thing that I do with Immolation and I just I love it just those weird militant rhythms and, and those dissonant chords and stuff
0: nobody does it like Immolation Nobody doesn't like them. Probably, I think they're probably the most important band in death metal. I like, would say at, right yeah. now there's some shit that's fucking like when you really look at the where the genre's at nowadays. Uh, since 2010, there's been so many bands coming out nowadays that are doing an older style, more primitive, fucking demonic, fucking inverted sort of style sure. that more of uh, that emulation developed, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know. Dead Congregation You know like bands like oh, that yeah, just like, Oh yeah I love Dead Congregation You know like I just hear Fuck it's like a Greek Immolation to me almost You know like fucking But Yonkers is what's up Yark is the best part Of New York For the death metal
1: Oh absolutely they're, yeah. they're legendary In that sense it's Of the course best. And it's, it, you know it's kind of cool to see too the, the the younger bands the newer bands that are coming out which still carry that piss and vinegar from the old school which i love you know because you know you get some some of the old bands like immolation and you know cannibal corpse they're they're still doing it and then you have some bands that are that are washed up that don't do it anymore or they try but it's just they don't have you could just tell they're just doing it because it's something to do and they're, they're mailing it in you know and then uh then you get these new bands that are still somehow some way with the same freaking instruments guitars bass drums vocals somehow still innovating and coming up with new ways to take those same instruments and do something fucking awesome with them and that's that's incredible you know that that after all these years you think it would start to get stale and it's not getting stale at all i mean the, the life is is strong and, and, and the young spirit that's coming out with some of these bands, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, it's fucking, that's something that played a huge role in why I got with punk rock as a kid. I just felt like it was completely fucking rehashed, rewashed, fucking. I mean, there's still some great bands and songs from that whole thing, sure. but it's like, where's this going? Fucking, like, fucking Newfound Glory? Fuck that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't like the whole pop punk thing just lost its edge you know sure so but that's that's the honest truth and it's it's interesting to see that the scene really does come full circle it's like like i just uh was referenced in 2010 i thought was like a really pivotal year um for death metal because so many bands like like obliteration comes to mind cruciate mentum grave me and asthma like all these bands were fucking yeah really starting to fucking break doing that fucking old demonic style of death metal sure and it's like all through the past decade you know the, like the aughts or whatever yeah it's just all fucking brutal technical you know nothing's anything wrong with it I love that shit sure it's, I mean I play in a band doing that shit but you know it's like fucking it's just interesting
1: seeing the, how the scene has gone like that and. Everything. yeah and, and you know that's the thing there's so many styles and I, I love it all you know I mean I love I love the the, the technical you know tech metal you know, necrophagia style. Oh, their new album's awesome too, huh? Necrophagia? Yeah, you hear that new album? it <laughs> <they> came out. <laughs> it's been like 13 years. It's, yeah, it's been coming out for the last uh, 13 years and uh, hasn't seen the light of day. But uh, Did they officially break out? I don't know. You know, I, you know, it got to the point where I just, I actually stopped caring. You know, it was just long <laughs> enough where. There was a new song
0: that they played. I, I'm pretty sure it was a new song they played fucking back on like a summer
1: slaughter tour or something like the last time they actually went out and did it. They might have. They might have. I mean I know it was in the works and I, I have no idea what happened. It just fell off the fell off the map. But and I love that stuff. I love I love the technical stuff and I, I love the you know the brutal, the slam, you know, thrash, black metal, all that stuff. And that you know, but my, my heart and soul always comes back to to the death grind and, you know, in straight up old school death metal. Something that's just got a little attitude it's got a lot of energy it just you know a little part technical but a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of vibe in there you know you get some bands that that just play technically proficient they're amazing musicians they're incredible but you know that they they lack Songwriting in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, they lack something that has that that energy because they're so focused on on the technicality and these run-on riffs that they lose some of the character of the band, you know. And I and I still love that stuff. I mean, I'll go back and I'll listen to that stuff all day long. But to me, where my my center, my nucleus, it really comes back to that, just that heart and sc- soul of just that old-school death metal and in uh, death grind style. Oh, you know, fuck. yeah, that's what it's all about.
0: What band do you think epitomizes it? more than any other for you. If there was one, if fucking, like, aliens were like, Matt, you gotta come with us. Show me one death metal band. Uh,
1: you know, I have to, I always, you know, bands become, a, rightfully so, a, a popular band in recent time. but I, I always go back to Dying Fetus, man. Dying Fetus was my original. I remember seeing Dying Fetus play on the Killing on Adrenaline Tour and, uh, down in Providence at the Met Cafe in Providence with, with Sparky and Jason and, john and the whole gang uh, you know kevin talley was playing with them and it was the it was just such a sick lineup, seeing that band in, in that period of time. And seeing them now, too, I mean, they have never let up. They haven't put out a bad album or a bad agree. piece of music. But there was just something about that band that combined the, this hardcore aesthetic with brutal death metal, with technicality, and with songwriting that would just kick your fucking ass. It was awesome. Yes, yes. And you could still go back to this day and you listen to Killing on Adrenaline and that fucking album, man, just just slays, you know, and, and, then, and then Destroy the uh, uh, Opposition. Um, that, that album is is probably the pinnacle album of that genre. With the with the drum parts, the Kevin Talley drum parts. on praise the Lord, Opiate of the Masses. That, that oh, yeah. song, it's fundamental. You can't. It's fundamental, but you cannot listen to that song and not want to just freaking crank it oh, up yeah. and headbang and rage and just. It embodies the spirit of, of that style of metal. So that's the type of
0: band you're talking about, though. You could listen to that shit on the headphones and be blown away, but then fucking crank that. Crank it with the windows down <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Looking for a fight <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> That shit rules Grotesque yeah. Impalement Grotesque
1: fuck. Impalement That, oh, yeah. dude. Oh. that was yeah, yeah. the first
0: shit I heard Was like I was in math class And a kid tapped me on the shoulder Saw them at Metal Fest like two days before Fucking popped it on I hear fucking them covering baphomet Streaks of blood I was like what the fuck is this
1: So I, sick
0: oh, I've never heard drumming like
1: that before in my life like ever like the the drumming was awesome but it was honest and real i mean there was like a, a real sick honesty to the way that they wrote those music that music you know professionalism but yet still had the attitude it wasn't it wasn't overproduced at that point you know and that that's a problem with a lot of music today too is like you get talented talented musicians but you know, sometimes the stuff's overproduced. It sucks the life out of it. Cause it's just the just the way it is. It's the way modern modern production and modern recording is today. That you know, stuff you have the equipment to make stuff sound better. You have Pro Tools, but at the end of the day, you can pro tools the fuck out of a song, but you start to lose some of the heart and soul that was that that goddamn metal spirit, you know, that that I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna crank up my amps, turn that shit all the way up. Turn it loud! Don't give a fuck where I'm playing. Don't give a fuck if the PA works or not. And you just go for it. You know that's that's the fuck aesthetic yeah. that you love. Yeah. You know. Totally. I remember seeing a, the dismember uh, video, the DVD they put out. It was oh, in,
0: under a blood red sky.
1: I think, I think it wrong. was, yeah. And they have a documentary yes. piece
0: in there. We used to watch that a lot. And but, I yeah. loved,
1: I loved the, uh, I can't remember his name, the guitar player's in there, and he and he says, you know, yo, oh, man. Everyone always comes up to me and asking me about how do I get that dismember sound how do I get that dismember guitar tone and in the videos I don't fucking know. He's like, I crank this, I crank this, I crank this, I turn on my amp and fucking play. He's like, I I don't fucking think about it. He's like, I just turn up the fucking knobs and go. He wasn't, like, analyzing with this massive rig and these freaking boutique pedals that fucking take the signal and make them into fucking spaceship rocket sounds and shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's full power, though. That's just that fucking... uh, That's what death metal rules, man. (laughs) Like It's just like, fuck you, full force fucking 110 miles per
1: hour fucking, you know, like, just dime it all out. Yeah, dime abso- it out. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, shit, man, I, I want to take it back to-, to you for a second, Josh, because I've known you for a long fucking time, man, and you know, back when you used to call into Nasty Habits and request songs, and we'd go out to shows, did you ever think at that point in your mind that you'd be on a band signed of Metal Blade Records? I kind of believe, yeah. I- <laughs> you thought, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, no. Cool, good for you. Yeah,
0: I fucking, I... Believed I really I, I envisioned it. Honestly, awesome! I Fuck yeah, man. Fucking like, not to be all cocky, but it's like,
1: that's what I want to do. I'm going to fucking do it. Like, that's awesome. And you're doing a killer job at it. It's just remarkable to think, like, those bands that, that you idolize or, or people, like, looked up to when you first started to get into the metal scene. And, you know, you're you're in a roster right along with them. Man. That's pretty impressive, dude.
0: Well, for me, I learned from a young age that you could... That, that was, like, those people were attainable, though. Like, immediately. Like, Jason Netherton was the first dude I started tra- tape trading with. Sure. And, you know, like... That was like my favorite band. I'm like, oh, the dude's fucking. I'm talking to him. The next thing I know, like they're fucking standing at my house, you know, like Misery Index and shit. And it's like, Great I just, dude, I man. always felt it was obtainable, bro. Like I sure. always felt like I was like right there, and it just really depended on circumstances, you know, like yeah, absolutely. fucking, like I, I just, I don't know. But I don't he- believe in luck, bro. I don't believe in luck. I, like, I'm all about hard work and just sure. fucking busting balls and grinding and getting it done absolutely that, that,
1: that's what you got to do you got to put in the time you got to put in the effort to to make it work i mean speaking of Jay, I mean jason was such a freaking great dude man that guy you know always supporting nasty habits and you know we asked him to play live i think he played two sets on on nasty habits and they were just always down to play a great great group of guys awesome speaking of new albums though i can't i i I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't mention the, the new Soul Remnants album, too, man. That that thing kicks ass. The local scene right now is kicking ass.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's never been better. I, the, the best bands are playing right now, are some of the best fucking shit. And everybody's tight as fuck. Fucking the production's never been better. It's really easy to make an, an album. There's so many people to go to. You so see, you don't got to pay an arm and a leg to fucking go to fucking, uh, you know, Wonder Drug. Or some I guess shit I can't like speak because uh, I've Wonder been trying Drug. to put out this
1: demo for uh, about. Uh, Eight months. I've been trying to, you know, trying to be all. Uh, I'll do it on my own, and you know, record it at my house, and and uh, it's taken me much longer than it should to try and pull this thing together. So <laughs> that's for sure. That's so it's a lot bit. of work, man. But I, you know, I've, I've been so far removed from. From recording, you know, back from when I was doing it at ERS, that it, you know, I'm just kind of relearning some of the some of the tricks and trying to get things to sound right. It's a skill. Anyone that does that for a living, and there's some amazingly talented people, especially in this area, that 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 do record and mix and master albums. Yeah. It's it's an incredible skill. It's it's an incredible skill, and it's really hard to fucking make it happen. You know, some of the
0: best dudes can't even make it happen like that full time. Sure. You know, unless they start getting that fucking you know, hundred dollars an hour and but how often is that money gonna be there? You know, yep. just with metal, it's it, that's one thing. You're gonna have to go some, you know, sure. hip hop shit, fucking. It might not be all metal, but you know, you get some other stuff. You know, like, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. It's you know, fucking. Same with like being in a band. too. it's we could go out on tour right now and do that, but it's hard to fucking get everybody to leave their jobs. Yep. You know, it's it's a level of sacrifice and shit.
1: Yeah, that's the truth, and it's it's it. You know, having done this thing with with Cynicism starting this this band up, I've always had the utmost respect for for bands and everyone in the scene that has worked their ass off. But this has done nothing but give me even more respect for that shit. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a lot of fucking work to to do it and do it well. You know, it it takes a sacrifice. And people sacrifice their, their personal lives. They sacrifice, you know their their long-term life in terms of you know 401ks or retirement planning because you're not making it you have to put everything on the line to to really you know relationships whatever it might be sacrifice to uh, to really make something amazing that at the end of the day you're really not making a living at so that's it's a it's a true labor of love and a passion and it's just so incredible I have so much respect for for anyone that goes out there and just just creates whether it be art, whether it be music, whatever it is, just creates something so unique and puts their heart and soul into creating that thing. You know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I pretty much fucking derailed years of prosperity. Fucking, (laughs) like, you know, like between fucking neglecting fucking school, fucking getting a a job that's fucking well-paid. You know, like, it's just the idea of going out and leaving and stuff like that. It's, It's fucking tough. It's really but, tough, like, but, you know. But you
1: get it or you don't, and that's right. the thing about metal, right? You know, yes. like the people that... You, you're not it, casual. You can't be a casual. It's not casual. And no one, no one ever said, you know, you people have, I've heard people say this before, you know, say shit like, oh, I, I, oh, I used to listen to metal, or back when I was at uh, this age, I used to listen to metal, or I, you know... Whatever, and no one ever used to listen to metal. You're either fucking metal, you're a life, or you're not. You never were. You know, right. you don't ever used to listen to metal. It's just not a thing. Yeah. So, you know, and people that get it, it's it burns in the soul. It's a it's a passion that extends beyond. Any other thing that you could think of, you know, it really is a way of life. It's a lifestyle, and I've met some of the best friends I have in, in the metal scene here and, you know, and and built such awesome, long-lasting relationships and, and memories from, from this scene and seeing some incredible bands. It's, it's awesome. Was
0: there a show growing up or a concert that you went to and you're like, dude, you know what,
1: there's no way I'm going back? Shit, I would think it was... Uh, there's a few to speak of, but, you know, one that really nailed it for me, it was, uh, it was I believe it was the uh, Morbid Angel Vader Incantation Tour. I, I hope I'm getting that right, but I, it was, it was uh, at the Palladium in Worcester. It was on the, uh, I believe, the Impending Diabolical Conquest Tour for Incantation. And, and that was just, it was such an awesome experience to be able to see Morbid Angel. That one was great. And also seeing uh, Cannibal Corpse play a show down in the living room in Providence, Rhode Island. They played this th- the living room. No shit. They played with, it was a tour with Angel Corpse. That's the first time oh, I'd shit. ever seen Angel Corpse. Oh, and uh, this other uh, local Rhode Island band, Anoxia, oh, yeah. opened up. And uh, I think uh, that, you know, the singer from Anoxia is... Uh, now playing in Lucoria, singing in Lucoria. Yeah. The drummer
0: but, actually is a UPS driver, and he's like at my work like once a week. And
1: awesome. I see him. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, he's a beast. And uh, that tour was just incredible. It was so memorable, just seeing seeing Angel Corpse, like just in awe of that band playing live in in that heyday where they were just they had such this evil demonic presence. And then Cannibal Corpse, with zero security, you know. The, the living room was just a, a total shithole. It was, you know, it was, you know, underage drinking. There was like ripped-up couches with who know what, and you know, off to the side. But oh, people yeah. went ape shit at that show. And it was, it was such a memorable experience. Yeah,
0: You're know, getting to talk
1: to corpse grinder and Jack uh, <laughs> Owen outside the um, outside. They had this big tour bus parked outside this basically this bombed-out restaurant. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Did I see you at that last Angel Corp show? Oh, absolutely. Once? Yep.
0: Yeah, I I, I had a designated driver that night. I I was fucking...
1: Fuck, that was awesome. Incredible. (laughs) That That was was probably my my
0: favorite set of the year, actually, was watching them. Fucking, there was so much beer on the fucking floor there. People were slipping. Fucking tumbling. Fucking, (laughs) like... fucking Marcus broke his fucking ankle from fucking Panzavaston and busted awful. fucking two spots it's fucking horrific fucking Nate fell on the kid wolf (laughs) lost
1: oh man wolf lost dude
0: Dude, that that was so sick
1: dude oh shit man I I love that I I actually got lucky because we were at uh, we were down at Maryland Death Fest this year and uh, a band dropped off the bill And uh, Angel Corpse just happened to be the fill-in band So it was just last minute And Angel I got to see another Angel Corpse set Which, was, which was awesome I mean, you get a double yeah. dose I hadn't seen them since You know, maybe in the early 2000s Or something was the last time I had seen them
0: Yeah, we saw them at uh, Middle East upstairs With uh, Fontaine and Notch Mischium
1: Oh, I missed that show <laughs>
0: yeah, It was alright, it was memorable They fucking threw a lot of blood around And the Middle East staff got really pissed off about it And
1: how about you? What's, what's that show, uh, the show that that, that, that you see? look back on that you remember that, that really sticks out in your mind that just put the nail in the coffin? Well,
0: other than like Metallica or like Dad at the Fleet Center and stuff like that, sure. you know, like it was honestly uh, probably uh, Death Across America 4 in like 2000, which was Destroy the Opposition. Like, yep. that tour with Deeds of Flesh, Path of the oh, Weakening. yes, yeah. Fucking Sephalic uh, Carnage, fucking exploiting this function. Vader, fucking Vader headlined. Fucking, that was like my first real, like, play? I think
1: Exhumed might have played that as well. I, I no, could be wrong, No,
0: no, no, that was just a classic four-band banger. Like, dude, I think I saw a fetus, like, three times on that Destroy Lake. Like, they... It seemed like they came up here every two months back then, it felt like.
1: Yeah, they were playing here a lot. I mean, it wasn't a far ride from, from Maryland, but... Yeah. I mean, that, it was like that,
0: and then, like, um, seeing them with fucking, like, eternal suffering was fucking... It just shows are dangerous like that. There's no more, like... I don't know. There
1: was there was just, it had an edge to it, man. There was there was, there was <laughs> like it was a little bit that, that 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 element of danger is always was there in the early days. I mean, when I first heard uh, was, uh, Onward to Goliath or what that, that incantation album and uh, like listening to that on, on headphones and I was, I was re- you know, you're reading the lyrics and you're like, what is this shit? This is fucking awesome. Or the old, you know, the old, old side records. And there was that, that element of, of danger at those shows, you know, seeing those bands play. And it was, I remember going into the pit. I was a, I'm a I was a young kid. I'm not a big guy. I'm a, I'm a small dude. And I probably looked like a, a young kid, you know, looked like a, a <laughs> goofball with my baggy, uh, baggy cargo pants on, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, in there. And I, I when Morbid Angel went on, I jumped in the pit, and I remember that—that that was a moment where I saw my life flash before my eyes. Where I, you, I'm l- literally like looking up at these dudes in this pit, like, you know, tank tops, kicking everyone's ass, and I got knocked down and half trampled and almost blacked out in that morbid angel pit i was i was banged up pretty good broken nose and oh, you know but it really? was worth it at the time you get out and you're just still like yeah morbid angel like, got my ass kicked in a morbid angel pit and you, and you loved it you know yeah, you yeah, wake yeah. up with your jaw clicking the next day and <laughs> i still got the click <laughs> your nose is all crooked my nose is crooked for life you know oh, yeah.
0: it's crazy wow everybody decided to have a conversation right next to us all at once this is Thrilling.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a good energy over here in Ralph's. You know, we got some sick bands here playing to rock out, and you know, everyone's piling in and starting to drink. And we're going to kick off this sick metal Thursday 348. That's insane, dude. How many right? Roman numerals? I, I try, I, I literally, let me tell you a funny thing about that. Yeah. I wanted to see which number it was. I'm looking at the Roman numerals, the, the script of Roman numeral, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, X X or C C C V Y, and I'm like, holy shit, man! Is it? I didn't even know they made Roman numerals go that high. And I, I type, I find a uh, on Google, I find a Roman numeral converter to type in just to figure out what number of fucking show this is. Oh yeah, it's all there. (laughs) It's dead (laughs) center
0: but yeah, it's fucking. It's a lot. It's, It's hard to believe that there will be a full fucking year of metal. Like by the end of the year, it's like three hundred sixty-five fucking metal shows at one venue. Inc- That's
1: incredible. That are all local, bro.
0: They're all local. It's nothing. It's not like some fucking pay-to-play fucking bullshit. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, and and, and the the lineup is it continues to change and it's diverse. There's there's just new bands playing. Every time I see the lineup, I'm, it's another band I you know haven't heard of playing, and they're all amazing, all talent. You know, uh, it's, it's great. It makes it exciting for me because like I.
0: Just like to see new shit And hear new shit Sure And there's always something Fucking new it seems and it's Nowadays it's sh- Bands come from over You know Fucking Rhode Island Vermont Maine Fucking You know It's beautiful It's incredible We had two bands from Rochester Here last week It's kind of interesting It's like some post Post uh, black metal Type of stuff I
1: never really got into the post black metal. I tried. It's just a it's a little too weird for me. I'm a little traditional with uh, with my metal. I like to you know I like to keep it loud and the growls and the screams and shit like that. You like shoving people, fucking like. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I like headbang. I I drink you know drink headbang you know rock out. But you know yeah
0: yeah that stuff's a little bit too introvert for me too. Fucking you know. I don't really feel
1: sad like that at all sure (laughs)
0: like i don't want to listen to it I, i
1: just don't connect to it and maybe that's just because i grew up with metal being a certain way metal being a certain thing so i always have this idea in my mind of what metal is similar to ways that you know people grew up in in the 80s metal scene and in the thrash metal scene you know orgasm and, and and overkill and these sick bands, you know, and, and that's their style, that's their nucleus, you know, that's what they think of when they think of metal, because that ties back to their experience and, and their, you know, their their personal experience with metal and with the scene. So, uh, before we get too carried away over here, let's talk about cynicism.
0: You, you think this band's pretty cool? I mean, you're doing it, fucking like...
1: Hell yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's the funny part is... I have drawings of the Cynicism logo of this band from back when I was in high school in the mid-90s. <laughs> so I, I had this vision, I had the name, I had the idea and everything back in the mid-90s. I even had uh, some of the lyrics written, some of the riffs written, and you know, it just never. we could never pull it together. It was the vision of me and, and my best friend, who's the other guitar player, Bill. And uh, we always had this idea about it, but it never really clicked. It, we never had the time. We never found the right people. And honestly, we, we were not that we're any good now. But we we never were good enough to. to play riffs that actually work for the music so you know it just never you, you had this thing where you, you always wanted to be at that time you were, there was this elitism which still exists today but you know when you're writing a riff it had to be it had to be the fastest riff it had to be the brutal the most brutal riff the heaviest riff and if it wasn't then you're like fuck this shit it's garbage I'm throwing it out you know <laughs> so so you, you could never progress because you just you you, you push it beyond your own ability so finally it came down to the fact that I said I have all we have all these riff ideas I got all these lyrics written this concept I I said to bill I said you know what fuck it I'm like let's throw everything out the window and let's just fucking go for it old-school style turn on the amps don't overthink it fucking play loud play from the heart play with a little fucking energy and groove and just see what comes out and you know what if it clicks at the end of the day all we really wanted to do was have an excuse to get together get away from our daily lives and uh drink beer and fucking embrace brace metal in a different way you know that was just a fun way to just get together fun excuse to get together and just jam out and we never actually intended to actually record anything or even play shows and you know as we started writing stuff it started getting you know for what we thought hey this is this is not bad you know and and so we found other people that were interested in that style and, and it's all it's all worshipping that old gore metal style it's it's it and we make no illusions you know we're, we're we're ripping off riffs left and right from you know but not as good but from from carcass and impaled and exhumed and general surgery and gore rotted and that style of just that you know that that style of metal to me is just so fun to play it's fun to listen to and you just get up there and you fucking go for it And you just play and have a good time You know, whatever comes out, comes out
0: Fucking right though, hell yeah
1: so I'm stoked to fucking see you
0: guys tonight Fucking, uh, you making your Worcester debut? Fuck yeah Fucking right though, anything else but uh, for the end of the year? Any recordings, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so we're trying to finish up the demo, that's a priority If this doesn't come out by the end of the year I'm telling you, I fucking quit Really? <laughs> no, it, 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 it has to I mean, we got we have the drums laid down for Uh for four songs, we have uh, one set of guitars laid down. We have the bass laid down. So it's just the other set of guitars, vocals, and then mixing in, and uh, you know, throwing a few uh, as all gore metal should, a few sick, uh, demented movie samples in between, and uh, and then go from there and see. So we'll get the demo out, and you know, put it up on Bandcamp for, for free download. So hopefully that will be out within the next few months. We're gonna try. The goal is to finish it up in the fall, and it will be 100% free and just, you know, that's. That's the whole goal. This is a bonus for us, you know? The fact that we get to play Worcester, play Metal Thursday, it's just a a treat. It's a bonus. It's never part of the the vision of the plan. It was, you know, like I said, it was a a way that we could just play together and embrace that fucking metal spirit. So the fact that people even give a fuck is, is a plus, you know?
0: Fucking right, dude. Well, dude, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. Fucking, I know you're out in the city and shit. You gotta bust balls to get out here fucking for an early fucking episode, but... Wish you nothing but the best with cynicism. Fucking one of my favorite people, man. Love seeing you around. Hell yeah, Josh, fucking man. Yeah, always make me smile. Let's do it.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, man. Direct Input Podcast, man. Abnormality. Fucking check it out. It's sick and all the other number of fucking side projects that you have going. It's incredible. It's The scene is alive and well in this area. So. I, I it's because like, of people like you keeping that fucking fire lit,
0: brother. Well, dude, me and many of my other peers would not be involved with this if it wasn't for you. And. and doing nasty habits and I I sincerely fucking mean that it's a massive part I think of being a New England metalhead for uh, you know my peer generation so to say sure I appreciate that Tell Eric I said hello. Again, I'd love to get Eric Fernald on the air. Uh, yeah, again. you should.
1: You know, I feel bad. I haven't talked to Eric in, in quite some time. You know, he got married, and yeah. we kind of our paths went separate ways. You know, for just just life got in the way, and I I, I missed What's the up, kid. Dude? Eric's such a great guy and such a critical part to the the whole Nasty Habits show. You know, he was he was a key part to bringing those bands in and getting the live shows locked in, and so I gotta I gotta reconnect with that dude. It's crazy. I remember I went to school with his brother. He was in the same town as
0: us. His brother's now a successful comedian. Like he was in a, like a yoga commercial with, with uh, Cam Newton. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw it. You, I think you
0: sent that. He, said,
1: he was into economy even back, in the, back in, uh, when he was a young kid, and it's oh, great to yeah. see him try and uh, get to a level where, where he can be successful at it.
0: I've always told you, I think the first time I ever met Eric was he was driving behind us on the school bus, and we threw a bunch of shit out the window at his car. Well, I was driving down Route 135. Okay. We threw, like, butter at him and shit. And I'm like, shit's going... Sp-. He ran out of the car when the, <laughs> it pulled over. Like The bus fucking, like, lets let the kids off. And Eric put the car in park, ran up, and jumped on the bus and yelled at everybody. Okay. We are horrible children. Like, you know, like.
1: That's amazing because I remember <laughs> one of the first times you called into the radio show and... Uh, and uh you know you talked to eric as you knew him and, and when you hung up the phone and i was like oh you know that dude who is that and uh he says, oh yeah you know he's, he's he's this crazy dude that uh you know lives in my hometown and he you know he, you know, he threw butter at me once <laughs> <Something>. <laughs>
0: you heard it first folks all right well dude thank you sir have cheers. a great shows tonight and
1: uh all the best to you fuck yeah man cheers. thanks for doing what you do cheers